0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Rule Your Pool podcast. This is episode number 70. Kind of hard to believe. And with me again, two times in a row, Jared Morgan. Jared, thanks for being back on the show.
1: Happy to be here, of course, and it's summertime, so the kids are out of the house. It's great.
0: They're out of the house. That's why we're taking advantage of this moment right now. It's quiet. We have to be quick. We don't know how much time we have. But this is an important topic today because we've been getting a lot of questions about it. Temperatures are heating up. We're going to talk about water temperature today, specifically because we've been getting a lot of phone calls about, I can't hold chlorine in my pool. My chlorine, I'll add chlorine, it's not there in a week, I don't know how, I don't know why it's disappearing, and for some reason, most people think that they need more cyanuric acid, if that's the case. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the relationship between water temperature, cyanuric acid, and pH. You ready to get into it, Jared? Cannot wait. Oh, I can tell, I can just hear it in your voice. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Episode 70. Welcome to Rule Your Pool, the podcast by Arenda that explains and simplifies pool chemistry so that anybody, regardless of experience, can understand it. I'm your host, Eric Knight, bringing clarity to these subjects so that you can bring clarity to your water. If you're ready to rule your pool, then let's go. Okay, I guess I could summarize what I want to say here in one sentence, but we're going to have to kind of explain that sentence. There is a difference between using chlorine and losing chlorine. Jared, what do you think I mean by that?
1: Losing chlorine?
0: Using versus losing.
1: Yeah. Uh, using, in my opinion, would be bather load driven, leaves falling in, organic loading that is consuming, quote unquote, the chlorine in the water and making it oxidize and sanitize as it should, right? and Mm -hmm. losing, in my opinion, would come from UV degradation and leaks, dilution, rain diluting it out. Uh, That would be losing it
0: in my book. I think he nailed it. What do you think, audience? When chlorine is gone, let's say you're on a weekly route like most pool professionals are. When you come back, if it's zero chlorine, you don't know when that actually ran out. You were in the service business. Do you think it lasted six and a half days,
1: five days, two days? You have no idea, right? No, we throw a bunch of chlorine in there on your trip and cross your fingers that you have something left.
0: Right. Now, the perfect amount of chlorine when you come back, or you know, just the dream, is just like around one or even just less than one, just so you know that you're close to zero, but you actually made it through the week. Because if it's zero, you don't know when you hit zero. But if you have some... You're like, all right, I had chlorine all week. That's pretty good.
1: And then repeat the process again, even though you might be adding way too much chlorine. And
0: Oh, yeah. That happens. Yeah. Well, this is why overstabilization with cyanuric acid is such an issue, because you have to put so much in. You know, We're aiming for that 7.5% of our CYA in free chlorine. And that's a huge amount if you're not taking care of phosphates, et cetera. If you're not following the four pillars... You need a lot of chlorine in that pool, and it's very hard to maintain that amount. And the more CYA you have, the slower chlorine will work, but the more you need. So it's kind of this catch-22 where you have to uh, walk a fine line between how much CYA do you need and how much free chlorine do you need so that that ratio is optimal throughout the week. That's a tough thing to do.
1: Yeah, and CYA is a topic that everybody has a different opinion but we really don't have a bone in that game as far as we don't produce CYA. We don't have any products that contain CYA. But we do get a lot of calls on it. It's, it's a, a lot of calls.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, see, warmer water tends to mean that chlorine doesn't last in the pool as long in general. And so the conventional wisdom in the industry is, okay, it's summertime. I can't hold chlorine. I must need more cyanuric acid. I must be losing it to the sun because it's a hotter day. I hear it all the time. Oh, it's so hot. I just can't hold chlorine. I need more CYA. But that's not really about water temperature, is it, Jared? What?
1: The CYA?
0: The loss of chlorine. What do you mean? Well, it's not really a trick question here. I guess I should rephrase the question. Yeah,
1: because water temperature People, is a pretty important factor here. Well, it,
0: it is, but not for CYA performance. Correct. It's a very important factor in just about every chemistry. It has almost nothing to do with how cyanuric acid protects chlorine from sunlight. No. Now, maybe some negligible amount at much colder temperatures because it's slower to bind. But when you put chlorine into a pool that has CYA, the binding is really quick. At colder temperatures, maybe it's longer, but still, it's kind of negligible. It's not like chelation, which takes hours or even days. The binding to CYA is very, very fast. And the water temperature really has nothing to do with how well it's protected from sunlight. It's a coincidental relationship. So people see the result and they equate it to the, the temperature's higher. I can't hold chlorine. That must mean that I'm losing it to sunlight. That's not what's happening.
1: They also see the direct relationship between having a higher cyanuric acid and continually having a chlorine residual when they come back. So there's right. this false perception that gives people a nice, warm, and fuzzy feeling.
0: That is absolutely correct. Expand upon that. Why are they seeing that?
1: Because when you You got this,
0: Jared. I believe in you.
1: In chemistry, water temperature, as it increases, speeds up chemical reactions. So you're going to have a faster reaction as your water warms up, and that also includes faster reactions with chlorine.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So in other words, if I can distill what you're saying- CYA is allowing you to hold chlorine in the hot summer because it's slowing chlorine down. It's putting the brakes on. Now, it's not killing as effectively. This is the risk you run because it is slowing down the kill rate. But you will, at high enough CYA levels, of course, you will be able to hold a free chlorine residual that you can test for. Now, was it effective? Was it faster than the growth and reproduction rate of algae? Yeah. Do you want to
1: make that trade?
0: That's the fine line that you have to walk. You have to sort of weigh the options of deliberately slowing down chlorine's performance and protecting it from sunlight so that you can get it to last seven days. Now, what Jared is saying is absolutely correct because water temperature does accelerate reactions. Chlorine is being used up. It is working better. It is working faster. It is doing its job. That's why you're not seeing it at the end of the week. But you're not losing it to direct sunlight if you've got appropriate cya levels
1: which just to clarify here, what is cyanuric acid's main job in a swimming pool
0: is that a serious question
1: i'm asking you yeah because it is to protect the are oh, you chlorine. answering it now you didn't even well, yeah, give me a chance to answer i was confused i thought I you were kidding asking...
0: was it not a rhetorical question to the audience jared
1: i'm not good at talking to the audience <laughs> so, yeah, what is centric acid? Main job in the pool?
0: It is to protect free chlorine from degradation from sunlight.
1: UV. That's it. Nailed it. There you go, everybody. Adding more is just going to give it more protection from sunlight, which it doesn't really require a whole lot to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, after 50 parts per million, talk about diminishing returns, you get very little benefit over 50. That's why we recommend 30 to 50 in residential pools, or we just say 50 or less is pillar four, because you really don't need to go over that. You could, but everything over 50, uh, it's really just slowing your chlorine down. But maybe that's what you need to do. Like I was saying earlier, maybe that's your goal so that you can get through the week. But if you're going to do that, we strongly advise keeping your phosphates as low as possible, we strongly advise getting organics out of the pool, minimizing your oxidant demand. Minimize chlorine's job so that you have it in residual to stay uh, present so that it can fight reproducing living things that only chlorine can kill. That's what you really need chlorine in there for. So anyway, I don't want to get too far down on those weeds.
1: Well, there are a few things that I do want to touch on. Everybody needs to understand that whether they... Purposely add more cyanuric acid to hold on to their chlorine longer, right? They need to understand that there's trade offs with that, like you just discussed on the chlorine speed and so forth. But there's also an impact on the LSI. The higher your cyanuric acid goes, the farther it's going to push your LSI down. So make sure you're taking that into consideration. Also, you need to understand that the higher the cyanuric acid goes, this is a cumulative number. It builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. So if you purposely go in and add more thinking you're going to keep the chlorine around longer, you're also going to accumulate more for later in the season or early part of next year or the year after. So this impact can be detrimental down the road. So long-term byproducts and effects, keep that in mind.
0: There is one more thing that we need to talk about. This is a little bit more complex, but if you look at our blog Uh, blog.arrendatech, search CYA, find this article about water temperature and CYA. It's explained in there with a graph that should make a little bit more sense. Basically, there are two types of chlorine once chlorine gets into water. There's the strong killing form, hypochlorous acid, HOCL, and there's the much weaker form called hypochlorite ion, which is OCL minus.
1: Which still does something?
0: Yeah, it does. And it'll read. It'll read on a test kit for sure. So when you're testing free chlorine, both show up, but one is just like 100-some times slower than the other. Here's why that matters. When we talk about chlorine strength, we're talking about the percentage of hypochlorous acid, of HOCl. That's the killing form. That's the strong, badass form of chlorine. That's what you want. Nobody really talks about hypochlorite ion because it's so much weaker, and yet it does read on a test kit. Now, we talked in many previous episodes that if you have cyanuric acid in your pool, the strength of your chlorine is not really pH-driven. And that's true because if you look at that chart, the percentage of hypochlorous acid is already below 3% anyway. It's so low because HOCl is bound to CYA. It's a totally different chemistry. Now, what I'm saying is as the pH gets higher, like specifically over 8, you really start to notice it around 8.5 and up. If your pH gets that high, the hypochlorite ion will actually break apart from CYA. It's going to leave it. It's going to say, nope, I don't need you anymore. And it's going to be exposed to the sun, and it's going to get burned out by the UV rays of the sun. That is free chlorine that you are losing if the pH gets high enough. Now, it wasn't the good killing form of chlorine either. So it's not like it's HOCL, letting go of CYA to kill something real quick. It's hypochlorite ion that takes forever to kill something. And so if your pH, in summary, gets too high, specifically over, I'd say, about 8.5, if you look at the graph, if it gets over 8.5, you're going to lose it to sunlight if it happens during the day.
1: So my first opening statement was not completely accurate. Oh, it was it was accurate, except you didn't
0: read the show notes all the way to the end there, Jared, because we discussed in the last episode that you got through college by watching the YouTubes instead of reading. True. But let's be honest, I only wrote five bullet points on this one, which was a lot more than last episode. I'll give you credit where it's due. You didn't get to number five.
1: Well, then good. I'm glad you clarified that on the pH as a factor with the uh, chlorine strength and how it interacts with cyanuric acid, because... I'm just a uh, poor
0: boy. I need no sympathy.
1: Well, no, I maintain pools and this was just, you're right. The chart was the higher the pH goes is going to have a relationship with losing chlorine because technically you will lose, but you, you will at higher pHs. Let's just hope nobody's pool is hanging out at eight, five pH. Cause you're going to have a bunch of other problems that go with that.
0: Yeah. Your LSI is going to be really high and that's exactly right. So What I'm saying is water temperature isn't controlling the rate of loss because water temperature isn't a part of how well CYA binds to chlorine. The pH will be because the weak form of chlorine is going to break off and leave CYA and it's going to see sunlight and disappear. That's what you need to be aware of. So it's not water temperature. It is a high pH. But again, that's not about chlorine strength. All right. Keep that in mind. Um, but again, look at the chart. I know that's thoroughly confusing, but, you know, we could have probably done that better, Jared. We uh, we try to simplify chemistry here, but we Some, tried.
1: Sometimes chemistry is just complicated.
0: Yeah, it is a dry subject, even though it's water chemistry. All right, can you summarize this episode for the fans?
1: Well, fans, cyanuric acid, chlorine.
0: A little more energy. There's more than 10 of them
1: now. Oh, pH are the main factors here that we're dealing with when it comes to chlorine strength, whether it's going to hang around or not. And then as that water temperature goes up or down, it is not having an impact on how much protection the cyanuric acid gives your chlorine period. Right. It's just as things in chemistry happen, the higher the water temperature, the more things speed up. And as that water temperature goes down, the slower things get. So that is the reaction that you're seeing when we get into the summer and we start burning through chlorine. It's because that water is getting hotter.
0: Mm -hmm. It is getting hotter, and chlorine is working better. So, yeah, I think you summarized it very well. Uh, This has been episode 70 of talking about water temperature, CYA performance, and pH. If you have further questions on this, feel free to reach out, podcast at orendatech.com. You can also go to our new help center. Jared, we should probably do an entire episode on our help center, ask.orendatech.com. A lot of good information in there. It will soon be on our website. We're doing this whole website overhaul right now an app overhaul right now we're doing so many different projects trying to get a ton of information out all at once so it's a little chaotic on our end but thank you for listening and we hope to hear you on the next one take care everyone thank you for listening to rule your pool a podcast by arenda technologies for more information on what we discussed in this week's episode check the links in the description or visit www.arendatech.com I hope you find this show valuable enough that you tap that subscribe button and share it with your friends. You can also like us on Facebook and social media. And with our help, you'll be able to rule your pool without over-treating it with chemicals and wasting money. I'll see you next episode.